All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. We have an amazing guest with us, us tonight. We have Danny Ferrier coming on the show. So Danny works with business owners who want to push back against the status quo and be the leader that actually makes a difference and stands out. She focuses on supporting these business owners in their leadership development by helping them create strategies on how to manage themselves and their time effectively. She works in partnership with the business owner so they understand what the team needs and how to develop a strong company culture that empowers everyone to take ownership of their work. So before I welcome Danny to the show, um, I'm going to cue the intro and then let's give her a huge welcome. So let's cue the intro. Welcome to the business shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Danny? Yeah, really good. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Yes, I'm so excited to chat with you and pick your brain. I was reading through your bio and getting to know you more. So I'm like, let's do it. So first question that I got for you. Okay, so here on the business shift, right, we focus on specifically going from, okay, I'm a solopreneur, where it's me, myself and I to I'm a business owner where the business is separate from myself, right? I'm creating a thriving, profitable business. So I would love to know what has been your personal journey from solopreneur to business owner? Where are you at now? Where did you start? And all the good details with that. Yeah, wonderful. Great question. For me, I started off doing coaching and providing sort of one-on-one training support for my leaders. And then quickly recognized that it is so much better to have a team around you that can help effectively delegate and to use everyone's strengths. So I um, partnered with two people that I met in Australia at a training, and now we're just in the process of launching a new business called Activate Leadership Consulting. So three leadership coaches getting together to be able to create more impact and have more reach and be able to develop trainings that use more resources, essentially. You know, time, resources, especially, and showing up as different roles within the business. I'm sort of more the visionary, the leader of the the conversations, I would say. And then we've got an amazing Russian guy who is more of the structure, kind of very analytical. He really like holds us to what we say, which is exactly what we need. Um, And then there's an amazing uh, Australian girl who is just rocking out with us to help us to support the well-being side of leadership and making sure that we are honoring our bodies. And what I found is going into I actually was talking to my partner about this the other day. Going into business partnership is letting go of the need for it to be your way. Mm. And that was a learning for me to be having conversations and, and using all those leadership skills to get really curious about how somebody else sees the world as opposed to thinking that it should be one way. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. So 
I want to go back to what you said when you first uh, started answering this question, which was, I realized that it's so much better to have a team. What kind of got you to that realization? And then why did you decide to move forward with that realization? I think it was because I wanted to use resources in a more effective way and be able to use my skills where they are best suited rather than being the jack of all trades and doing everything myself. Yeah. So what was that process like for you making that transition to, you know, being kind of by yourself to, okay, now we have a team because you said, right, like you have to, you have to give up the control of going, it's the problem may not be solved my way and that's okay. But I know a lot of people who have a really hard time with that. So how did you work through that transition? I think it was just being really honest with myself and having a phenomenal relationship with the team to be able to bring that up and just say like, oh, this is really hard for me right now. Or um, I'm just going to give myself a little bit of space because what I'm experiencing is uncomfortable and I'm happy to work through it, but I'm just letting you know that this is not the solution that I would come up with. And it's that real mutual respect for each other that helps me to have confidence that they're not going to judge me or they're not going to just like have any weird feelings about it that we would just be honest. We'd talk to each other about it and to be able to create the best outcomes for everyone that's not based in ego. Ooh, not, okay. Can you dive a little bit more into what you said? Not based in ego. What do you mean by that? I feel that sometimes we see life, oh no, not sometimes, all the time we see life <laughs> through a lens and yes. <laughs> recognizing that that lens isn't always the most accurate or the most functional and we want it to be our way because we see our version of the world and right. to have somebody to um, have a, a relationship and an environment where you can say, okay, well, that's one way of looking at it what's another way of looking at it? It means you just have to take a step back and allow your ego to, to fizzle in the background and know that you're doing something for the greater good of everyone rather than just doing it the way that you've always done it or the way that you feel is the best. Right. It's more like looking at it from the the perspective of we're need, we need to make the right decision for the business instead of the, the right decision for me or what I think is going to be right in order to prove something. Is that right? Totally. Oh, I love that. And so what kind of what kind of mindset did you have to put yourself in in order to get to that spot where you could objectively look at situations and go, all right, like what is going to be the best decision? Because ultimately, probably as the, the leader of the company, you do get the final say in what goes, what doesn't go. And so how do you differentiate that and separate you, what you want to have go through compared to what is objectively the best thing for the business? Yeah, well, I'm not the leader, but I, I play the role of managing the conversations yeah because we all show up in different capacities that is sort of my natural space is right is facilitating the conversation so yeah. it's it's not like I'm the leader it's a it's a joint partnership between the three of us and I'm allowed to have my say but it's an equal say basically yeah um 
Yeah. So I, I just forgot your question. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. So is it kind of more like you just consult with everybody who is in that equal position in order to figure out what is the best decision for the business? Or how do you decide oh, yeah. that? How do you separate it from, okay, am I making this decision because it's based in my ego or is this actually the right decision for the business? Okay. I hear you. Um, we have had really high level strategic conversations around what are the outcomes of the business? What are our values? What is our ultimate mission of the business? So that we have a, a guideline for making decisions and mm. knowing whether we are living our values through that decision is really important or knowing that if it's not in line with our mission that it's just not even an option, even though it might be the easiest option or mm. you know, however that plays out. So because we already took a step back before starting the business to know that we have these common goals, we were already aware that it's going to help us to make any other decisions. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. And so those guidelines would be able to help you with any and every decision, right? It will probably give you the guidance in terms of what do I say yes to? What do we say no to? Is that, is that right? Totally. And is it leading us close to our outcomes? Mm, yeah, I love that. Okay. That's, that's amazing. I think that setting that up is so key, especially before you want to bring on a team and hire mm -hmm. and start to like make the business go beyond yourself. And so that kind of gets me into my next question, which is, what would you say is the biggest difference between a solopreneur and a business owner? Um, because I've heard a lot of people use these terms interchangeably and they kind of assume that they're the same thing. Do you think that they're two different terms? If so, how would you define each one? Great question. I feel that a solopreneur or an entrepreneur is somebody that is able to, the business is them. The business is an extension of who they are. And if they weren't there, then their business wouldn't exist. Right. Whereas as a business owner is able to create the structure and the systems to step back and empower others to take over the role. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So how do you, if you're wanting, if you've looked at your goals and you're in alignment with the fact of, okay, like I do want to, I want to go from the business being me and centered around me to, I want to make it to be centered around inspiring other people and taking roles and making it more about the product and the business itself. What would be your first suggestion to start that process based off of your own experience? I think the first thing is to identify is what are you trying to achieve? Are you there to just, you know, have a practice and it's just you and that's okay. You know, not everyone has to take the step from entrepreneur into business ownership but whether your mission and your vision is something greater than yourself, then you can choose to create those systems that are going to allow you to eventually step back and the mission continues. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, that does. So then how do you get that to continue over to other people, especially since you have experience in the leadership and team management? How do you get your team to then also see the vision and go, okay, this is where we're going. This is the culture. How do you kind of convey that as a leader? Well, that's where great leadership comes in. And, yeah, yeah. And, and having, and that's why it's so vital to have leadership systems in place in businesses, because first of all, you have to have a really clear mission, vision, and values. And that 
creates the framework for the business. And then you are growing people into their positions rather than defining people by what they do. And you're inspiring them with the mission. If the mission is something that's greater than yourself, then you are able to get people on board who are willing to show up and and give their time for the mission and then consistently giving feedback on those values to make sure that people are showing up in the same consistent kind of energy, the same way, um, you know, they're delivering the same outcomes and they're being constantly mentored to be able to be that version of themselves that can show up for that mission. So, for example, for our leadership product that we're creating, we will eventually train trainers to train trainers. Right. With the essence of the same quality that we would be um, if we were training the people, but we're able to create a framework that helps people understand what that quality is and then maintain the standard through people development. Okay. I love that. So kind of breaking that down step by step. Uh, the first thing that you said was starting with getting a really clear vision, mission, making sure that all of that's clear. So how would you recommend somebody get clear on those things? Wow. That is a very great start to the leadership development is when you recognize what your why is, why you start your business and you lean into your purpose as a person, that's a a journey. And for me, it probably took me like a year and a half to figure out that I really wanted to have this vision, this greater vision than myself, that it was important for me to start a business rather than just stay sort of a practice or an entrepreneur. And to start doing that, it takes a lot of personal development because you want to ask yourself big questions. You know, why am I on this planet? What am I doing to help humanity? What do I want to spend my energy on? What is truly important to me? And all of those questions for me came out of having my own coach who was able to facilitate the learning and the growth that needed to happen for me to become the person that I needed to be in order to step into this mission. Mm, Okay. So is that why you started your whole coaching is because you had such a good role model and that, and you wanted to be able to create that for other people? Totally. Oh, very cool. Okay. So that's awesome. So once you've kind of figured out your why, how do you translate that into a a mission and a a vision that's not centered around yourself per se, because you're trying to build a business that's separate from yourself. So how Mm -hmm. do you create uh, a separate entity that still kind of captures that same vibe? Absolutely. So the, the thing that you're really passionate about develops when you are in that entrepreneurship, you start doing the thing that you love. And eventually you find that you are able to find other people that resonate with that mission. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people can get on board with. And then when you start, if you were just the business owner and you're starting to create a new business, you just start off with your own mission And it will always be your mission until you bring on the team and then it starts evolving. And a business mission isn't a piece of paper that you put on the wall and it's like that forever. Yeah. As the business evolves, also the mission evolves, but you've got to start somewhere. So it always starts off with the business owner's mission. And then as 
more people come on or there's more capacity or then it morphs into what the team wants to achieve as the mission and then grows from there. For example, um, the coaching institute where I studied, they have changed their mission only slightly, but over the last 15 years, it's been continually evolving to now be a super clear mission that everyone resonates with and is easy to get on board with. Mm, okay. So what would you say are some of those like key, key things to have in a mission statement that make it clear? So that example that you gave, like, what did they do to make that clear? Cause they were taking time to develop it, but what makes it clear where people can read that and they become inspired by it and they want to mm. set that as their goal. What are some of those key things that you'd want to include in your mission statement? Yeah. The thing that you said it right, is the inspiring thing. It can't just yeah. be like, we want to create great tables. That yeah. <laughs> One of right. my clients, when I did this, this exercise with them about creating their mission and their vision, they were sitting there and they didn't really have an idea of, initially they just started their business to make money. But when I started to unpack why they wanted to have such a um, a great business, it was like, well, you know, we're just finding it's really frustrating that a lot of the other cleaning companies, they are not really valued. And then so we unpacked that a little bit more. And then the, my, the, my client, she said, you know what? The most important thing for me is changing the way that the cleaning industry is perceived. And then oh. I was like, oh, what an awesome mission. Yeah. So she just started off as, you know, Joe Bloggs wanting to make money and she recognized that there was a feeling building inside her. And that inspiring statement is what she revolves her whole business around now. Every time she does a speech or goes to networking and it's something that people can get on board with because it's so inspiring. So mm -hmm. take the thing that you, that you love, that you want to achieve and add some meat to it, you know, find out <laughs> how you can convey that message. Like for me, going against the status quo is so important. And I meet people who are like, oh, I love that. That's yeah. how I know it's a great mission, right? Ooh. And you just got to add some inspiring meat to it. Dig a little <laughs> deeper, find a way that you can bring people on board because that's leadership. You're going to inspire people to take on your mission. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Adding some good meat to it where people are like, yes, like I want to be a part of this. I want to make this succeed. And that mm -hmm. was what can grow your vision vision for also, I'm assuming the employees, the workers, the team, as much as the clients too, because you can yeah. all get on board for the same vision. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And the, the vision is like the why and the, the mission is the how you're going to achieve that. So creating that real it's like that, that snowball effect it just keeps on gaining momentum as it picks up the sticks and the snow and it's falling down the mountain because everyone gets on board and they're like, yes, that we love that. That's why. And the business market is changing so much. People don't just buy products now. They, right. they get involved with the mission and they buy from people that have the same values and they buy from people that have a really clear mission statement that they love. And that's why it's so important more than ever. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I love all of that. And so then after you've developed a strong mission statement and vision statement, what would you say would be the next steps to continue to 
create a solid culture as a leader among your team and continuing to have that culture to grow? What would you say is the next step after that vision? Definitely the cultural values. Mm -hmm. So the cultural values is essentially saying, this is how we do it here. Yeah. And I love it because you are putting a stake in the sand and saying like, at this place, this is what we do. Yeah. And there's two parts to the values that I help my business owners with. One of them is, you know, how do they want the product to be perceived? How do they want the clients to, to experience their product? That's part of the values. So yeah. for me, it's out of the box thinking. It's, you know, going against the status quo. Right. Um, one of the other values that I really love is just follow the system because yeah. there's amazing models out there and why wouldn't you just follow their systems? Yeah. And then the other part to it, especially if you have a team, is what are some of the things that you notice that are a challenge? Um, is it keeping people on the same page? Is it uh, getting people to read the manual? Mm -hmm. Is it? And so you create these company values that have the clients in mind and you have the team in mind mm -hmm. and you narrow them down to about five, maximum 10 values that yeah. are super clear cut and not like, we have integrity because it's <laughs> over people's heads, you know. Right. I'm like, I don't even know what that would mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of companies have really boring values. Yeah. But one of the values that I love is RTFM. Just read the manual <laughs> because yes. that's how you want your people to roll. You want them to be resourceful enough to find the manual, to read it and be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that is creating momentum within the culture. And yeah, have inspiring values as well. And when you yeah. dig down and you kind of unpack them, like what I do with my business owners is you've got all of these things that you could have, but underneath it all, they all tend to be really similar and mm -hmm. you can narrow them down. And when everybody knows them, when they're printed on the wall, when you're giving feedback on them, when the 90-day yeah. check-ins are talking about how you rocked out and you live the values, mm -hmm. that's when it becomes a culture, not when it's a piece of paper in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, and you kind of like led perfectly into my next question, which was how do you go from it being printed on the wall to your team is actually embodying it. And you kind of started to touch on that a little bit about your, you're bringing it up on the check-in calls or the team calls and you're, you're, you're praising, um, you're praising things that people do around those values and behaviors around those values. But do you have other suggestions that you can do to really start to get people to embody it and not just have them be words on a wall? Absolutely. And this is the biggest thing that I find a challenge for business owners because yeah. we're all limited with our time. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's like, in my understanding, is about 60% of your time is like running the business. And then 20% of your time is working on the business, the big picture visions, the goals, the leadership. And then you've got to leave yourself a little bit of leeway don't make yourself so busy that you can't have little chats with people all the time because those mm -hmm. chats are what matter. And when you can say to someone like, hey, I'd love to see how you engage with the customer next time you're talking to them and give you a little bit of feedback mm -hmm. or you notice something and you just take five minutes to do a little course correct. Be like, mm -hmm. hey, remember how our value is this? Well, I didn't see you living the value then and I'd really yeah. love to know what's the challenge. Yeah, 
those five minute conversations, 10 minute conversations is what keeps everyone on board instead of waiting for the 90 day check in mm -hmm. and being like, oh, by the way, 17 days ago, I saw that you didn't do this <laughs> thing. Right. Like people have forgotten about it. But <laughs> right. Normal in the culture for you to be like, hey, by the way, or, you know, a manager sees something happening and they're able to in the moment without any weird feeling of like, oh, they're criticizing me. It's just like, hey, can I just like check in that you're living the values here? That's awesome. And people actually start to get used to it. And then right. it becomes a norm. Right. Okay. That's great. I think that that's such good, um, some good advice in order to really start to create that, that company, company culture and, and starting to, you know, I think it kind of eases the mind as you go from solopreneur to business owner, because you know, if I can expand on my feeling that I have for the business and inspire people to embrace the goal as well, then they're going to take the business just as seriously as I do. And so mm. then it's not about, okay, this is, I'm the only one that cares about this and the only one that will do, do things for this business. You can start to see other people will stand with you in that vision. And have you experienced that with your, your business? Well, at the moment, we're in the development phase of right. really understanding how to create those phenomenal values that we can all live by all the time and yeah. be able to bring a team on board. So we're pretty right. early into, we're only like six months into this. Yeah. And for me, I've just experienced this with the business owners that I coach and their challenges coming back to me of finding it really hard to give feedback or finding it a challenge to create the time in their diary to know that somebody's on track with the way that they want them to develop the product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's great. So, um, I know that you, you had, uh, mentioned to me that you have expertise, right. In human behavior, right. Leadership de development. We've been talking about that a lot, but I would love to know specifically yeah. about, uh, your thoughts on team engagement and, um, why do you think it's important to have team engagement for the success of a business? And what does team engagement mean to you specifically? Mm, great. I think more and more people are switching on to the power of developing the human mm -hmm. rather than just developing the skill. Oh, because yeah. the more effective that someone is at life, the better they are at learning, the less limits they put on themselves, uh, the easier it is for them to take on more information. And there's been product training. You know, we were trained from the industrial ages to be little robot humans to <laughs> work, 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 you know. Yes. And then now recognizing that people show up to work because they, they want a sense of purpose. Yeah, We don't have so much community anymore. There's less and less people going to church. They, right. The work is their, their life and their family. Mm -hmm. And when you develop them as a human and give them the skills around communication and mindset and how to help them manage stress, how to help them to keep a good, great well-being, all of these little engagement trainings First of all, it does two things. It gives them a new skill that they can choose to take on or not, because remember that not everyone's ready to yeah. take on these new skills. Right. And the other thing that it does is connects them as a team because they realize that other people have the same challenges as they do too. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, that's super good. So um, how do you keep 
everyone growing in the same direction and being on the same page as the business grows. Because I know you, you mentioned before, like um, you want to create positions that people can grow in instead of just like, Hey, this is what you do. This is it. That's everything that you have. So how do you really kind of foster that you're going to grow with the business. And I think that this is important because for me, like I, as I've like hired on people, I I'm hiring on entrepreneurial, uh, like people that want to work underneath me. Right. And when you hire on people who are entrepreneurial, right, they're very much like, I want to grow. I want to expand. I'm working with you in, is in the team, but I need room to grow for myself. And so how do you create that within your business? Well, first of all, you have got to have that base level of growth within the culture. It all yeah. starts with culture. When you inspire people to know that there's another level that they have access to if they choose to accept mm. it, then you can have those 90-day goal meetings with them. And not everybody wants to grow at the same pace. Not everybody is willing to take on even a leadership role. And that's right. okay because they're all on their own journey. And recognizing that those goals, those check-ins, expanding yourself um, motivates you and helps you to stay engaged because you're constantly focusing on your own development. Mm -hmm. And for me, I find that if there's a great quote, you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. Oh, I like it. And if you create that culture with the baseline of growth, then everybody knows that it's about growth. And then the people that don't want to grow, they kind of weasel themselves out because yeah. everybody else is growing around them and they start to feel awkward and they leave. It's just a natural thing that happens. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. So would you go and set up specific like uh, positions that people can grow into? Is that what you would do? Or um, what would be some other like tactical ways that you would kind of create that culture within your company? I love the idea of not having super specific job roles because mm. somebody might want to develop into an area that they have no experience in. But yeah. you, as a business owner, you find that out within those development conversations. Like, let's say you're talking to Jimmy. Yeah. 90 day goals, check-in thing. You're like, Hey, Jimmy, what would you, um, what would you like to be doing more of in this business? Or yeah. is there anything that would, um, light you up that you're not currently doing? And I can help you facilitate that. And maybe Jimmy has always wanted to work more with numbers and you can get them to shadow someone, or you can help them to, um, do some part of the monthly accounts. I don't know, but you're, checking in with that individual and treating them like an individual to be able to give them more capacity. And then they're, they're slowly building those skills. And later on, they might really need those skills as they move into a different position. But mm -hmm. you're creating that environment where people are allowed to move around. And mm -hmm. it's not like you must get this done and this is your job role and this is the only thing you can do. But it's like, okay, so you're doing the core of your job and you're doing it really well, I think you've got a little bit of extra capacity for you to mm -hmm. be able to go over here for a little while and learn this skill if you choose to. Mm. Oh man, that's so great. I love that idea. And I didn't even think about that, but I think that's brilliant in terms of trying to uh, let people know. Um, and it doesn't even need to be through saying it, but letting people know, right, that they do have the opportunities to try out other things and probably really encouraging the behavior of, yeah, 
offer to help out your coworkers, offer to help out people who, if you may not be doing their role, but maybe you're done with your stuff and you can help them out. And that's, that's awesome. I think that that's, that's very powerful. And so how, how can, you know, leaders, right. The business owner and members of the team work together to improve engagement, right. And improve, like really enjoying the work and taking ownership for that. And, um, what are some key metrics that you that you would use to track success in this area? Um, and, and tracking success of your team in general. Yeah. So having a, a development plan for them is Mm -hmm. like, setting at the beginning of the year, okay, by the end of the year, what would you like to achieve? And then you've got that clear on a file. Every business owner or every manager has a file on the people that they're developing. And then that file can tell you the goals that they set. And in those check-in meetings, you're tracking how fast they're developing and then able to see, okay, how are they um, navigating that goal? Are they, was it too bigger of a goal or um, is it putting too much pressure on them? And the metrics would be having the information so that you can look back every year on how that person is developing in, in their growth and then bringing everyone together. So having meetings where you're talking amongst yourselves about your goals and that helps people to keep each other accountable the conversation is there. You know, if Jim, somebody doesn't know that Jimmy doesn't want to, that, that Jimmy wants to get more into numbers, they're never going to check in and support him with that. But if you have a meeting right. and you're just like, let's talk about our goals and who we want to be as people and how we want to show up in this business, then it sort of becomes part of the conversation. And the more you can talk about your goals, the more you can become that person that you need to be to achieve them, the easier it is to achieve them. And the best way to do that is with the group. I love that. Oh man, that's amazing. So many great insights about that. So I think my last question for you is what skills would you say are necessary for a business owner to learn in order to become a great leader? of their company? I think for the, the key skill is big picture thinking. Yeah. To know that the actions that you're taking today are leading towards a goal or outcome that you set yourself prior. Yeah. And then to be able to delegate or set up a system that's helping that be achieved. Mm-hmm. And then the second skill would be communication because mm. conveying that, being able to have those growth conversations, being able to hold the line and know that that's the standard and give people feedback on that, that's a challenge for a lot of people. Right. And communication is sort of under, <laughs> we just don't learn about it anywhere. Yeah, it's so true. I'm like, I don't think I ever learned about that in like school or anything like that. Totally. And so business owners get into these positions with this vital skill that is completely missing from some people. Imagine if you had parents that never communicated because they just swept everything under the rug, how much um, aversion you would have to being able to say what needs to be said to somebody that needs that feedback. But when you are developing yourself as a leader, getting a business coach or getting a mentor or somebody that can reflect back to you honestly what they're seeing, that is 
your own growth. And part of that is learning how to extend yourself past yourself to be able to have capacity for others. And that's what great communication is. Mm, Okay. So how would you recommend somebody get started with that? Especially if there's somebody that has a really hard time, like giving that crucial feedback, especially if they're the, the, the business owner, right. And they're like, I just, I don't want to offend anybody. How would, what would be the first step that you would give them? To unpack where that comes from. Mm -hmm. What were your parents like giving feedback? What kind of mentors or um, models do you have of people who are able to give feedback in a kind and compassionate way? Or who do you know or someone even that you've seen on TV that has been able to say something with love that also creates action in the person without pandering or people-pleasing? And, of course, coaches do this really well, is being able to hold the space for you to figure that out and do that development journey. Yeah. Oh, I love that, man. There has been so many great knowledge bombs. I've been learning so much, and the audience is going to benefit from this as well. Um, Where can people find you? If they want to connect with you, if they want to see what you're doing, where can they find you and learn all the good things? Absolutely. So my website's dannyferriacoaching.com. And also LinkedIn, Danny Feria. I also offer, and I thought about this today, I was like, why don't I just offer three free sessions to anyone that's listening to this? It's just an insane offer because I feel so passionate that people need to learn these skills that I would just love to jump on a couple of calls with them to figure out what it is that is holding them back from being able to step into that business owner that has the mindset of a leader and be able to succeed within their company. Yes. Okay. So you're going to give me a link I can include in the description. Let's do it. Beautiful. I love it. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to add before we finish up? I think the last thing is that leadership is such a journey and just love where you're at because there's no point in listening to this and beating yourself up Mm. and knowing that if you put one foot in front of the other and start to value growth and take things on board and start to become more aware, you're already doing better than half of the population who just haven't even thought about this stuff. And to know that you're already doing the best that you have with the tools that you have. And the more you expand yourself, the more effective you will become. But love where you're at first. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. And let's go ahead and cue the outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.